All right, awesome. So, uh, so three, two, two one. one, go. go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to our Guys Our Age podcast, a podcast where two friends have random conversations and just enough beer. I'm your host, John, and joining me in this crazy venture is my good friend and co-host, Jim. Hello, Jimmy. How are you, Jimmy? I'm fine, John. How are you? Oh, I'm doing doing wonderful. Um, All right. So, Jim and I, at some point, Jim and I did, you know, we recorded some um, pretty good stuff on, uh, we we had talked about in the past, uh, looking into music from 1971. So, uh, we definitely did record mm-hmm. that. Uh, it'll show up in a future episode. Just don't know when, but because there's a lot of uh, uh, additional stuff that needs to be added to that to make it worthwhile for folks. So yeah, uh, we covered a lot of ground. But given, I think yeah, we did. Um, and there were some really good and really awesome uh, tunes that became part of basically. Uh, our culture i mean it's it's pop culture and uh it's like classic music that lives to this day you know 50 years or uh yeah 50 years later so there's some cool stuff so look for that in a future episode but but you know i don't i may not have told you jim but you know i know i was hesitant to um dig into 81 but i'm coming around you know i mean I, i i took your advice and i went and did some lookups on you know from the top 40s of of 1981 and and uh, I think we should. I, 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 I'm, I'm coming over to your side well, of uh, the world. I think right. We should so dig the into background, stuff, you know? or the backstory was we were talking about. Um, I don't know how you got to '71. Well, I mean, it was 2021, so we went back 50 years. Well, 50 years, yeah, right. Essentially, right. And I had seen it on Facebook yeah. from other people, you know. So I figured it was worth us. And I think I said, well, let's. What about 10 years? You know, 10 year increments or what have you how the music scene had changed because yep. that's a pretty good measure of changes in sure. musical um, tastes and just how, how uh, it evolved or whatever. And we went to 81 and then we could, oh, yeah. and we talked about going to 91 too, but uh, oh, I definitely yeah. want to do that and um, maybe make it an, and I actually make started it an listening. annual thing or something like that. No, a new year's thing. You know, it's a, you know yes. if we're doing this a year from now, who knows? Oh no, we will. Yeah, no. I mean, we may only do it once a year, but we'll. we'll and be we might be the only ones listening <laughs> to it, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Keeps us off the That's street. That's fine too. But uh, no, I know. I mean, believe me, we're not going to be going out more as we get older. We're going to be home more, mm. so you can count on us doing these things at least New Year's. But uh, no, but to your point, um, the the one thing I was. Uh, intrigued to learn about the differing uh things between 71 and 81 was just the radio how radio yeah. changed so drastically from yeah. 71 to 81 i mean you know we talked about this in the past fm became the thing late 70s early 80s uh even though it had been around um from a technology point of view and you know but the reach of it and the number of stations that started to pop up because the you know the gear got cheaper i mean that t- tends to be the trend right when stuff gets cheaper they do more of it um but being able to do shit in stereo and then you know you brought this up before like you know the music itself was you know the progressive rock and um you know even jazz and some of those forms were really starting to produce some really cool stuff on 
you know, basically on vinyl and, and, and tape. And the only way to get it to the masses in the proper format was to do it on FM. So that was huge to see. And then that changed how people started making music. So that's why I agree. By the time we get to 91, it's going to be massive in terms of how yeah. things change. Like you said, when the technology um, becomes cheaper or cheap enough, right? Yes. I mean, it's like right. uh, 71. Hmm, I don't remember at the time, but... You know, it's like when did um, when did they start putting FM radios into cars? You know, I mean, in the sixties, right. yeah, it was probably just AM radios, and probably into into the seventies too, where an FM radio yeah. was like a big deal, like power windows. You know, because like who, it, you spend so much of your life in your car, and what do you do in your car? You listen to the radio. So I think that that sure. probably had a huge effect when the technology got cheap enough. And yep. we started to have, you know, FM radio in your car. And um, that's when FM radio started to take off. And like you said, things just spiraled from there. You know, it was like a domino effect, you know, and then it became, yep. you know, and while that was happening, you know, people were, people were still buying tape, open reel tape decks for their house, but only people who could really yep. afford it. So only when that sure. the whole thing got cheap enough, turntables got cheap. I mean, turntables cost a lot of money, good turntables at the time, and then they got cheaper cheaper and better. Oh, they did. Um, maybe not better, but... Yeah. And you remember in the 70s uh, into the 80s how the whole audiophile movement oh, yeah. became huge. Like people, you know, spending oh, tons of money. Because like, vinyl, vinyl was the cheap medium, and then people started spending... You know, like in the 70s, people spending $300 on a stylus yep. <laughs> needle for your turntable. I mean, think about the amount of money that is in, in, in 50 yeah, years. Yeah, in today differential. Dollars, right? Like, you know, yeah. You could buy a car in 77 for $7,000, right? Less, yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember my brother, um, my older brother bought in 1977. Um, 77? Yeah, I think 77. He bought a Trans Am, you know, the back in the Smokey and the Bandit days, but it wasn't the, the black bandit. You know, it was a regular standard, you know, I remember he bought a white Trans Am and it was a cool car, but I remember it cost him 7,900 bucks and that was like, you know, people were making 15 grand yeah. annual salary. So, you know, they half you, when you spend <laughs> eight, half your salary on a car, it's expensive, right? Um, so to spend $300 on a stylus back in 77 for a turntable was ludicrous, you know, when you talk. But, but, the, but the sound, that's what people started to do. And then eventually it got cheaper and they went forth with it, right? But, um, but, I, but you know, think about that too. Like, I'm sure... Uh, your dad and you know like our parents maybe 75 76 you started to see like a tracks in a car but they weren't like built in you know people <laughs> oh, yeah. added them separately right i mean nobody had like high-end audio in cars until like you know the 80s when people started like putting electronics in in cars you know i mean so um so the music just yeah 100 percent. the music just morphed after that so yeah i'm looking forward to 81 to 91 to to even 2001 and then seeing the decline of it all again because the music <laughs> to me the music sucks now yeah. you know the new music it's all it's all 
drum tracks and you know basically people doing like you and I do on the computer now with with the digital yeah, audio like workstations you can run, and the doors. You can you know run GarageBand on your phone and and record a you know, right. song, make a song. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. And, and you too did that for like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bono and who's the dude? Who's the guitarist? Edge. Um, Edge. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I had, I had, I had Slash in my <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, Slash it Edge. That. So yeah, no Edge. You know all these guys, but um, no. So Bono and Edge were like basically writing music on the Mac for a while there. Like you know, just them two. You know, like they didn't do it as a band, and that was pretty cool. But now everyone does that, and and even though. Um, I actually do like Billie Eilish. I think she does some good, cool stuff because the 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 brother Phineas, who's a pretty really good producer, actually. Um, but the, that you know the famous song um, that made, the one that basically got her really famous. Um, I'm the bad guy, yeah. right? That song, whatever. I don't even that's that's the title. But they basically did that in the house. Yeah, I saw right? something about that where they recorded that and they did a yeah. a mix of it. In the bedroom, right? And they they sent it to a producer, and he like polished it up a lot. No, he did. He (laughs) he, like, yeah, did he? Okay, Um, but they came up with a mix in their yeah on their home studio or whatever. Yeah, right. Probably using something like Mix Bus, right? I mean, just crazy stuff like that, or something similar. Audacity. Who knows? I don't even know. uh, Yeah, well, I do remember seeing. um, I do remember seeing something on. Um, it might have been Netflix or might have been you know one of those channels where they showed them actually going through the process of putting yeah. that song yeah, together that. and how Phineas you know was taking clips of you know like they would record sounds offline and then he would mix it together and now he would like you know expand expand on the um, the the uh, bass parts and like draw them out and like make that really heavy you know like low. Uh, low sound that they were getting after and it was crazy and it was all like on a just a and i remember seeing the interface and it looked exactly like mix bus to me but so it's funny i can't even like think of an analogy to to draw for that like taking a like you it's a like if you're an artist you do a painting and then you hand it to somebody and then they like paint over it but you know it comes out wonderful you know but uh it starts someplace i know and um yeah, no, it's crazy what they can do with uh, what a good producer who knows what they're a good engineer, a good producer know what you know knows the ins and outs. Yep. And you know, you've you know we use uh, Mixbus for our podcasts, and you're starting to you know yeah. get into that, and which is you know it's another doll like Pro Tools or or Studio One. Or yeah. Logic or something like I that. I still haven't recorded in Mixbus yet. I, I, I'm curious to try that. I still, I still only use Mixbus to mix, and uh, when we when I edit the the episodes and I add in the sound effects and such. I mean, I do that, and it's cool. But I am curious one of these days to actually record directly into it to see some how some people that works. Mixbus um, is um, built on Ardor, and some people use Ardor to yes. record and then do the mixing and mix bus because you can just open the session oh really yeah, i didn't know less, that yeah. i don't know but uh a friend of mine on facebook who has his own studio posted the other day it's like he was like i just finished four mixes and four different doors and it's like yeah wow, you, really? you know you got to be able to 
you know, switch from one to the other. You got to know it all, you know, if you're in the business. I mean, Pro Tools is the well, most, if, uh, you know, widely used one. But there's a bunch of them out there. And if your client records all their stuff using one DAW, then maybe sure. they're just going to hand it off to you that way. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. And and even Pro Tools, even though that's the the de facto standard and it's got a shitty online yeah. licensing model and you got to spend a fortune on the subscription if you do it for a living you spend the three four hundred bucks you get done with it and you move on because at that point it's a it's a company yeah, it's expense anyway at that point cost of doing, doing this for a living yeah. right um it's just not something that you and i are ever going to use because you know unless you're doing it for a living why would i spend that when i can spend you know 20 <laughs> yeah. bucks to buy mix bus and it does exactly it does, the same yeah. shit right so it's crazy um just maybe not as extensive as widespread stuff. on facebook if you're interested you being the listener are interested in learning more about it right. just you know search out on facebook there's some really good groups out there a lot of good support from other guys who uh you know are are right. making money you know they're doing it for business but they're you know just like so many other things they're just willing to help each other out and um sure a lot of good info there um i think you i sent you a link to one of the to like the mixed best group there's also a home yeah i joined there's that also one. a home yeah, studio good. recording group that i'm a member of and there's a you know guys okay. giving each other advice on everything from what headphones to buy to how to treat your room and set up your room uh for yeah, yeah that's there's, good stuff and yeah. there's there's tons of good stuff yeah. out there and it's all all of it well the, those particular groups are like door agnostic you know they're not the mix right. bus one but right. like the home studio recording yeah, yeah they don't no, promote uh, one over the other more, right yeah i mean exactly. because there's so yeah, much yeah. more to it than just the tool right it's how it's everything right. else and how you use it and and so much is about the room and and just, yeah, you know, it's like in the we come from a computer background. It's garbage in, garbage out. So sure. if your recording sucks, yes, your final product is can only be so good, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you have to you have to limit all the, you know, all that crap to make stuff sound right. So I, yeah, I'm with you. So um, no, and I you know because. Yes, uh, be because we grew up in tech and I'm a geek. I mean, I basically have, I have everything I need to make music. I mean, I went so far as I even bought recently, uh, I bought the Alesis uh, electronic drum kit I, and I bought it to have so we could use it like when we're doing stuff. And, you know, I, I wanted to have something in the house that I could mess around with if I wanted to record drum tracks or something. So I have it. It was it was cheap. It was 300 bucks, and it sounds awesome. So I have that, and I've got keys, and I've got... Now I just got to learn how to play. <laughs> <laughs> I got all the stuff. Um, you know, I just got to learn how to play all this shit. So, and then I Well, can but you know it sounds music, good. You know? So it's you know cool. if it's... If, if what you're doing is... Exactly. Is yeah. working or not, yeah. so... That's, that's not, and not everybody just, has that, I, I, <laughs> unfortunately, you know. No, I know. I know. I, I like, um, I just, the more I dig into it, it's, it's one of those, you know, never ending, uh, I don't want to call it a rat hole because it's not a, it, it's a fun exercise. So I don't want to call it a rat hole because that's implies something negative, but, um, you know, because I, I love the music and you try and understand how it's produced and how it's put together and how these engineers make stuff sound the way it sounds and then the different instruments and you know the, the all the different so I, i'm interested in all that stuff so 
learning the tools people use to make the music only makes you appreciate mm-hmm. the music even more. So I like it, right? I mean, for me, it's you know, it's not a rat hole in in the negative sense. It's it's a, it's a, it's a it's a discovery it's a hole, hole more than anything else. So it's cool, right? Rabbit, Sounds yeah, that's a, probably a better. I think term, it's a rat's but, nest. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know. Uh, no, I've heard rat hole too. Uh, believe me, uh, I've heard it said both ways. You know, because uh, the because to your point, the rabbit hole is a discovery thing, and the rat hole is a, is a you know a whole nother thing. So, um, you know, then there's the old shithole, which is even worse. But you know, no, it's more the rat hole than anything else. Um, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I just I'm looking forward to walking through the different decades. You know, as we you know, I don't know that we'll finish. Yeah, we don't want to get like stuck. Maybe that's a different podcast yeah. we have to do. Uh, maybe Since this I one's have no ta- idea. this one's so, taking off so well. <laughs> <laughs> we may get to 2011 by the end of 2021, but I'm curious to see the kind of music that came out 10 years ago. Because um, there's no more radio to speak of. It's oh all shit, streaming. there is so, no, there I mean, is no radio. No, right? It's you like know. no, it's crazy, right? It's serious, but that's it. And serious is independent band channels, right? I mean. The Springsteen channel, the Pearl Jam channel, the the Tom Petty channel, the, you know, I mean, the people have their own channels. They don't even play other music. You know, it's crazy. So, you know. Yeah, I still haven't, like, you know, I still haven't gone and uh, gone down the Spotify route yet. You know, so I'm really a holdout there, probably. I'm probably the only person who doesn't have, like, yeah. a Spotify subscription. No. I, I actually... Um, I think we... If I'd, had I known, I think if Apple wasn't so annoying and how you have to do the family plan, I'd have switched. Um, but Apple makes you do a family thing where the accounts have to be linked and it's just annoying. It doesn't work. <laughs> like I'm able to do a family plan in Spotify with my kids and they have their own accounts. They can sign in from any device. They're not linked to me in any way. I don't have to share like payment plans and all this other crap that Mm -hmm. Apple makes you do. So I, that's why Spotify was easy. And you know, you, you get five accounts for 15 bucks a month and it works. Uh, Now they may not have all the content that Apple has, and that's okay, um, but I'm not going to buy both. Right. I mean, that doesn't make sense. Um, I don't. I don't. I mean, I can get ninety percent of what I need from Spotify. But uh, yeah, it's cool. And Spotify, you know, I have it linked to my other stuff. Like I bought a Sonos uh, for the living room, and it sounds awesome. And uh, the Spotify is linked through the you know the the Google Home, and it, and you just everything's done over mm-hmm. voice, and it's great. You know, I just when I'm cooking dinner, I. Say hey, Google, play my Spotify list, and it just it goes off and does its thing. So or if you are cool. in the uh, yeah in the mood for some Pearl Jam or Stone Temple Pilots or yeah Pink Floyd or whatever, you just tell it to play it and it'll right. play it, which is pretty right. cool. I have to admit, um, it no, it is cool, and I actually I started using it to work my way through the discography of. of different bands right so just to see like because we did um recently did some bad Mm -hmm. company stuff and i was curious to see what else they had that we might be able to try and i went through their discography and went through and went to spotify and i went back and i went back in time and i looked and i went through album by album and just listened to you know an album of each and you know found some really good tunes and i would never have done that 
Yeah, how else could you possibly? So that's what I liked about it, it, right? I mean, yeah, I'd have to go buy them at a vinyl shop and go through, and I'm not going to do that. So uh, it was nice to do that through. I mean, the last time I um, like, I still have an iPod, and you know, it's like when you're looking for songs, you're uh, what I would do. I would go through iTunes and like find songs. Well, no, f- first you go to YouTube. Yep. Well, that's the other thing too. Is like YouTube is a great resource for finding um, songs. Songs from artists that you know the artist, but you don't know the songs. Their their songs or their better songs or whatever. True. And like that's a good way to yeah. Dis- that's right, a good way exactly. to discover. So then, yep. then you go and you either buy it or I used to use. Um, after Napster went away, I, I never used Napster. I wasn't onto it at that time. No, me but neither. But then, um, you know, Shareza was the peer, the the peer to peer that I was using, and it's like you've listened to the song on iTunes or YouTube. It's like I like this song. Let me go try and find it for free, right? And then yeah, and then you yeah, yeah. try and download it, and it takes forever. And sometimes sure. you find it, sometimes you don't. But um, YouTube is really good for for that kind of thing now you know discovering music it is it now it always. is it is now more so than ever um i agree with you 100 percent. and what i like about youtube um for me and for for the music part of it is i will find instrumental tracks uh for songs so i can oh you know, right. if i'm trying to learn a right. song like a and karaoke I'm to learn the lyrics version, i'll play the karaoke but it's not that cheesy no it's the cover real one. karaoke it's the real track it's with the, the vocals people, removed from it yeah yeah people actually post uh they've actually gone so far as to post you know uh vocal less tracks of actual tunes right and taken from the masters and there's actually some tunes out there that have that and that was that was cool to find because it's the actual song um, a lot of people also post, they take the songs and they use Audacity and they strip the vocal from it. And in some cases it works really well because if, if they can get the, 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 the vocal in the audio part, in the center of the audio channel, they can remove it and it sounds pretty cool. But, um, so there's those. And then there's the, if you want to learn the independent parts, like they have songs where it's just the drums or it's just uh, everything but the guitar. So if you're trying to learn the guitar mm-hmm. part, there's songs like that where you just, you know, and it relieves out certain parts. And if so, if you're, you know, a, a burgeoning, you know, musician and you want to learn certain songs, you can do it that way. That's a lot easier than just like trying to pick it out through that yeah. wash of stuff that you get on a regular song. Well, you know, I was playing crazy, with, right? um, I was so, playing uh, with this group, uh, this organization called You Choose. I, I don't know if you knew about that. Um, no, so I don't know. What it's is a, that? It's a charity organization, and it's just a bunch of guys and girls who, um, you know, musicians, singers, and stuff like that, and we get together, um, and we do a show. It's pretty much once a year now. We used to do a couple shows a year, and uh, now it's pretty much once a year. Okay. But um, And it's all for charity, and... We um, sell bids for songs, so people can people oh, can okay. can put in a bid and choose a song, and we'll add it to the list if they buy a quote unquote buy a song. So we'll come up with That's a neat. theme for the show. The last one we did was um, uh, we did an eighties night, but we've done like a, a Beatles yeah. show, and we did a Motown. 
Yeah, yeah. you've talked to me we about did a Motown one in the past, once. So I wasn't yeah, involved yeah, with yeah, it was yeah, before yeah. I got with the group and um so you know right. we did we and and like we all learn there's a lot of different people so we don't have to all learn sure. every song although the drummer and the bass player usually end up learning every song because yeah they basically but, um, yeah they have to yeah you but gotta keep i it, had yeah. to, we did a beatles night and um there was a few songs off oh no all right we did a beatles night well we did um side one of sergeant peppers and oh, cool. i did the whole thing that's neat i think it was a couple of years ago i think i did the whole thing because they just run into each other and i and on youtube or something yeah i think it was youtube i found somebody had an isolated bass version of like the whole album so it was just oh wow yeah. paul mccartney playing bass on every song which made it for, for the like for, the white for album for or Peppers. which album so oh, yes. All right, okay. it yeah, was yeah, yeah. a lot easier to learn the parts when you can just hear that part. Sure, you know, <laughs> just hear the piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, You're not, not trying to it like, out yeah. instead of yeah. No, it's great. Yeah, yeah. and I you think found it, it on YouTube, YouTube, and I still have a. Yeah, yeah. I have a copy of it. Like, yeah. No, oh, it's great. I know. It's good. I don't stuff. know how they I do mean, it te technically, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's maybe. I know how they do it with the vocals, but I've never looked because I don't play the bass. So yeah, I guess I've never looked into it from that way. But but I've done it. I've I've actually I've actually I actually did it. Uh, I did it on an Elton song that I did. Um, I was able to mm -hmm. pull the vocals out, and it worked, and it sounded pretty good. But again, I got lucky because you know if the vocals in the center of the mix, it's easy to pull it out because you can isolate that that range of like. The hertz, right? And it's simple. Well, it's more the phase, um, but when of it's it, actually because if it's right up the middle, yeah, then the phase on the left and the right is going to be the same. So you can isolate it that way, right? Right. Whereas the guitar parts will be but, um, shifted left or right with extra stuff added onto them. So it looks for the frequency. It looks yeah, for the, the frequency if, content that is the same on the left and the right, exactly the same, and it and it mathematically figures out that. That's the vocals because you know, you know the frequency right. range and the fact that it's not—it's right up the middle. It's in the center, and and the bass is the same, yep. pretty much the same way, I think, because typically the bass is right up the middle too. Sure, yeah, no, that makes sense. And but and it's on the low range right. too. You would think so. The bass might be easier to pull out because you're killing all the highs, right? Probably easier to isolate. Um, because that's the thing, unfortunately, with certain tunes, when you sing, if you're singing, you know, if you get more in the mid to high ranges and you start to wash with some of the high guitar Symbols, and, and yeah. hi-hat parts, things tend to, yeah, and all that shit, right? Um, but um, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing doing that kind of stuff, well, a couple things that I learned in doing that kind of stuff was, one, I learned about panning. Um, and that was interesting to learn how they pan left and right and how things different sound. And then you start to recognize it more and more as you start to listen to songs. That's pretty cool. And, and the ultimate one, which I broke down into two separate, uh, like audio tracks to learn was for space oddity, like to learn the harmonies, <laughs> Mr. Bowie was nice enough to put 
one uh, vocal on the right track and mm -hmm. the other on the left. And if you create audios of just each track, you can oh, isolate the, the, the harmony parts. <laughs> the the the, the oh, harmony parts. It's real easy to isolate by just listening to the left or the right channel. So I wound up doing that, and I actually shared that with my friend who had never heard that is like, dude, I've listened to this song for 40 years. I never knew that. And I said, yeah, and it makes two of us. It was, that was so cool to be able to like split. And a lot of it was, you were able to do that because now that they've remastered a lot of tracks, they have them split left and right. And the panning is much, much more isolated. So it works really cool. So, but yeah, that's, um, now we're getting into some real geekdom, but I, I, that's to me, that's the whole point. Like, that's why I love the music part of it is, you know, getting into all the, the production end of it as well as the the you know um the actual playing of it you know it's just cool stuff so anyway all right um well yeah, we've been we gabbing for quite a while my friend um and uh, i'll have a fair number of edits <laughs> to get to at some point but um so <laughs> if you made it thus far uh we thank you first of all um for anyone and all who are listening uh hopefully we'll get more as we go along but um if again if you want to reach out and you have interesting ideas on topics or if you have questions or if you have critiques uh we'll take whatever you got um guys our age at gmail.com or uh guys.our.age at gmail.com i'm john i'm jim and uh, we are guys our age, so we'll see you later. <laughs>